Call to him and he will answer you today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Well, greetings, folks. Merry Christmas. Going to try to get this one out before Christmas uh, this week. Um, just had a, uh, a wonderful uh, two-day trip with my son Joseph where um, he was looking for a new college. I kind of gave him some counsel to get out of the college he was at because he wasn't getting any playtime. I said, you know, the coach there... Uh, just wasn't giving you ever an opportunity, and when that happens, you have to, you have to go, you know, um, because you only have so many years of eligibility that you don't want to waste. Right? I don't want him to waste uh, a year of eligibility this year. And um, he was, you know, a month ago, he didn't think he had a place to go, and I said, no, God's got some place for you to go. And through a series of events, um, I told him to contact one of his old coach, actually the guy who recruited him for that last college, but moved on. And he happened to bump into uh, another coach down in Tampa who's from Maryland and needed an infielder. And we took off Tuesday at 7 o'clock in the morning, drove 12 hours to West Virginia, um, stayed the night in West Virginia, went over to Maryland the next morning, about an hour, about 45 minutes away. It was the west-west part of, uh, of Maryland, Garrett College. Met with the coach for about uh, three and a half hours. Loved the coach. Um, he loved George, uh, Joseph and um, made him an offer, and uh, that's that. He goes back to school January 25th. We'll have a place to play. And, that, and, and <clears throat> you know, um, I'm going to talk about Jeremiah 33.3 today. Call to me and I will answer you. And I, and I want to keep it in this constant theme I've been doing these last several weeks is being intentional. And the reason is... Um, we are so sometimes passive in our faith um, that we, you know, we hear about people who are, God just does that for them. And they're like, I was just leaning back in God. That's true, but they were leaning back. You know, they were accessing, um, engaging God. And so I want to talk to you about just being intentional and and focused. You know, I, I sat with Dan Duke on Monday. We had this conversation. I was talking about my focus and what I'm focusing and doing and being intentional about things. And, and you know, he's been very focused in his ministry. Now he's trying to be focused in this, what he's trying to do now. And I'm trying, you know, and I'll help him and all that. But my point being is that we have to be intentional in our engagement to God, not passive, not... um not like, well, what will be will be kind of attitude, but uh, uh, but actually engaging, uh, pursuant, and, uh, uh, and um, deliberate. It's probably a great word. Uh, a deliberate with our actions in God. And, um, you know, just, just read this. I'm going to read out the uh, American Standard uh, Version um, real quick. And... Um, Try to make sure I have all my um, focuses uh, focus off here because I do get phone calls late at night. Um, and so what I want us to do is to understand that we can we can sometimes 
have it in our heart for certain things, but that doesn't mean we've been deliberate about pursuing them. It's like building the church or building your ministry or building your business. If you're going to build a business, you have to have a, a plan and you have to execute that plan. You don't sit there and go, well, if God wants me to have customers, he'll grow it. We don't. Faith is not um, passive. Faith is not, um, um, what's a good word? Vague. Faith is not um, uh, like throwing up, you know, throwing jello on a wall and seeing what's sticking. You know, we, we can... We can see Abraham, we can see Isaac, we can see Jacob, we can see David, we can see Moses, the deliberate, the deliberate actions they took. We can certainly see with Jesus, he was very deliberate in where he was going and what he was doing. You would see it in Paul, who was very deliberate in his journeys. And he would sit there and say, I hope to come to you if the Lord be willing. In other words, I'm deliberate. And that's, that's where I'm aiming for, I'm deliberate. Unless the Lord changes my plans, I'm going to be with you. And he was very deliberate. He was deliberate when he left Titus in Crete. You know, he was deliberate in his actions. And that's why he said, I labored more with the grace that I had than all the rest. And sometimes the church has a really, really uh, skewed attitude towards rest. They think rest is doing nothing. They think if they're deliberate, that's not rest. They think if they're working, that's not rest. What it's talking about rest, it is talking about resting from your labors that you think that by doing them you are righteous. That is what it is talking about resting. It is not talking about there's nothing to do and you don't have to be focused. It, it's really askewed in the church. But no one has a, you know, no one has a ministry if they're not deliberate. And no one's going to have a great ministry if they're not deliberate. Either you're deliberate or you have a team that's deliberate for you and does that. But that's part, you know, that's part of the um, the function. I think a lot of times the church has, uh, you know, has gets passive and is not the intentional in building, intentional in faith, intentional in its actions to build. And therefore, you know, you could be... Um, in a leadership position and not be leading. You could be teaching and not leading. You could be preaching and not leading. What's the purpose of a leader? To lead. Let's remember that. Now, it's not, people go to serve. They have all these other aspects, but a leader leads. That's what a leader does. Leaders have to be decisive. Leaders have to make decisions. Leaders have to move things forward. You know, I'm, I'm listening to a book about um, uh, the guy who actually helped bring, you know, create Safari. He also helped make the keyboard on the iPhone, original iPhone and the Mac. I mean, iPhone and the iPad. And <clears throat> what you'll find out is that they had plans. Even though something like Safari... Uh, web browsers were at that point very slow, very difficult. You had a uh, keyboard had never, a touch keyboard had never been created on a phone before. Okay. So they didn't know anything. It was completely new and they had to do it and invent it. And they had about a year and a half to do it in. And such a great book. And I think that a lot of Christians don't understand that they're not leading. 
a lot of a lot of look if you have a church over I believe if you have a church over a hundred you're gonna have to up your leadership game if you want to be successful and let me just say this because I know I'm gonna get disagreement on this if you're gonna be successful then you're gonna have to be intentional and you're gonna have to lead you will constantly start again if you do not lead. And you will constantly reinvent yourself because you're looking for an anointing to do it and to understand that the problem might be leadership. And I'm a big leadership guy. Um, a book that I... I haven't read this one yet because this is a, um, a new version that they put out. Let me see if I have it here. <laughs> Um, I thought I had it here, but it might be down here. Hold on. Um, it's called um, Developing a Leader Within You. It's with um, John Maxwell. I love John Maxwell's books, but I also know that he just came out with what was called 2.0 version. I haven't um, cracked it yet, to be honest with you. I've got so many books. It's Folks, it's, it's, it's a constant reading thing in here. But... <coughs> A lot of Christians live by whatever comes their way, whatever blessing the Lord has for them, then he has it for them. Not knowing that part of the, part of the, uh, uh, the word receive in the Bible, in the New Testament, they receive the Spirit, they receive. That word receive actually means in the Greek to take hold of. In other words, like, I love my leaders because they love getting me pens. They know I'm like, I love pens. Okay, so here's... This pen is, uh, I don't know which one gave me this one. Might, might have been Margaret. I think Margaret's giving me two of them now. I've got one here, one on my nightstand, one in my bag. And I love these pens. These are made by Ray Hughes. And they give me these pens. Okay? I love them. But if they don't, if, if I don't receive it by taking hold of it, being intentional, then I, I don't. I don't have a pen. I have to receive those things by taking hold of them. How do we do that in faith? The scripture says to ask and you shall receive. To everyone who asks, receives. I think it's Matthew 7, 7. Let's read this. This is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you. Okay, number one, he will not answer you if you do not call. Let's just take this intentionality in our faith. Okay. If we do not call, then he will not answer you. He will not. Why? He said, call to me. That's a commandment. Call to me. Ask me. Engage me. I'm here. Well, I have this dream, Lord, to build a business. I have this dream, Lord, to build a church. I have this dream, Lord, to build, have a family. You must be intentional. You can't be passive. You have to be intentional with it, okay? And look at the areas you have success, and you'll find that in those areas you are more intentional than in other areas. For somehow when Christians get in the church, they a lot of Christians get very passive and aren't intentional in their study, their prayer, their pursuit, their dreams, their, their what they want to do in ministry. They're very, very unintentional, and therefore they aren't... A, listen... If you want to be attractive to leaders, then be a leader.
You want to be attractive to leaders. Don't just be a church member. Serve and lead. Take a position. Like for me, okay, for me, listen, I'm going to just give you some examples. I learned this because I've been studying leadership since 1990. Okay, so even though I didn't, look at, I didn't have the right thought process about myself in the sense of didn't know who I was in Christ yet, didn't know a lot about scripture. But when I became a Christian, I also was studying leadership and I would read all these books on leadership. And let me let me just try to explain this to you. I began to take seriously the most minimal things that I did. The the I started to take my life, I started to approach my life intentionally to when it came to serving. So let's just say this. Whenever I ushered, I took it extremely seriously. Number one, I was always early. I wasn't earlier than some people. I met the head usher elder who at New Life who got there two and a half hours before service, and I met him waiting for him on the door that he entered the building at. So seriously, I took it. I wasn't brown nose. It wasn't any of that. My attitude was if I was going to do anything, I was not only going to do it excellent with excellence, I was going to do it and be a leader. Simple as that. I was going to lead. I was going to be the one out front, not by not out front by position, not out front by arrogance, but out front because I was going to do more. I was going to be excellent in what I did. So part of that was, I asked a head guy when I signed up for ushering, what time do you come in? He says, well, you need to be here around 9.30. I said, yeah, but what time do you come in? He said, 7.30. I said, okay. He came in at 7.30. He gets out of his car and I'm standing by the door. How can I help you? What do you have to do in the mornings? I wasn't doing it to... Believe it, believe it. I wasn't even, wasn't doing it to get a position. It was ushering, right? Yeah, not big deal. I did it because the Lord asked me to do it, okay? The Lord told me to usher. And when I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, usher. And I said, okay. And I felt like the Lord, if it was important for the Lord to tell me to do it, then I need to be there. I need to be there early. I still do it on Sunday mornings. I still get to the church, probably the third person there normally. Bill and... um. Uh, Jeremy, get there, start setting up. But I'm usually the, the, the first or second person after them. Jerry gets there early. <clears throat> We're there early. I'm not walking in at nine, you know, 9.30 for church service. I'm there early. I've done that. By the way, I have done that for 30 years. Gotten there early. And I find a lot of Christians don't understand Why? Because being intentional to be excellent, being intentional to be excellent means I watch the way I dress. I watch what I do. I watch the way I behave. I'm being intentional. When I serve Randy, I, I, I'm the one gift I do is I can observe and I can see what needs to be done and I, and I would just fill the role. So for like, for an instance, when Zinc would get done ushering or get done preaching, usually on Sunday night after an anointing service, he was really drunk. And his stuff would be on the pulpit. I'd be walking around with him. I would take him, put him into his ready room, drunk, pop open a water, set it down next to him. Okay? And then I would go get his stuff. His Bible, his keys. his, And I would get whatever he had on the pulpit. I would grab that stuff and I'd come back and I'd put it down in his ready room. I'd say, 
you know, Pastor, you need anything? He said, no, I'm good. I said, I'll be right outside. I'd say, no one told me to do that, by the way. Not one person asked me to do that. But he needed someone to do it. Because at the end, what would happen, he would go, oh, man, where's my keys? Where's my Bible? Where? And he had to go. And my attitude was, he just he's ministering. If I could take stuff off his plate, if I could make his life easier, then I can make his life easier, which means it would benefit us. Did the same thing with Kathy Lechner. I did the same thing with Randy Lechner. I did the same thing with Dan Duke. No one has to really tell me, even though I will ask, is there anything specific you need from me? But I am always looking to do beyond that. I'm not looking to do the minimum ever. In 2022, we're going to have to be intentional. We're going to have to be intentional to do what the Lord has called us to do. You're going to have to be intentional. Set some goals, for crying out loud. Try to tell people, what's your goals? Well, you know, I just want to lose three pounds. No, what's your goals? How are you going to advance the kingdom? How are you going to advance your business? How are you going to advance your family? How are you going to advance your church? How are you going to advance in 2022? What are your goals coming up for the next year? What is your strategy for the next year? Or are you just hoping the Lord loves you enough to bless you and increase you? Because he does. But we have to be intentional. Jesus was very intentional. He would say, we have to go up to the temple. We'd have to. Jesus would go, well, I don't know. I just would just walk around here for a while. He was very intentional. You know, I know Jesus was intentional because people followed him, which meant what? He was leading. He didn't ask his disciples, where do you think we should go? He was leading. Okay. We might think that, gee, well, he was being led by the Spirit. Okay, be led by the Spirit and then lead. I've just spent about two months in prayer getting strategy for 2022. By the way, if you're part of the Gate Church, um, at my house, December 31st, out back, we're going to light a fire and have some music. We're going to cook out hot dogs and hamburgers, and we're going to... Uh, fellowship, <clears throat> and I'm going to share this with my uh, church members and and talk about it and pray over them and lay hands on them. That's what I plan on doing. I'm just going to have a good time. I'm being intentional, though. Going to be intentional about it. Why? It's more important to me to not have a prayer service, but to have a, a, a goal setting. This is the strategy meeting. We don't do that a lot in the church because we're afraid of running it like a business. Here. You run your relationships like the kingdom, and you run the church like the kingdom business. What does that mean? Well, you don't hire people you don't need. That's a business principle. Right? Is that a business principle? You have to make hard decisions. You know, I remember Rodney saying, I don't just need an anointing on me as a revivalist. I need an anointing on me as a businessman because I got to sign contracts. That's true. There's a lot of decisions to be made. You know, and you got to be intentional. And I want you to learn to be intentional. I'm going to maybe do uh, switch up some of these videos and maybe do some leadership stuff come 2022. Because I think that's really what is lacking with a lot of people being intentional. When I, I'm listening to business books, 
of people who created stuff. I love listening to Elon Musk. Uh, why? Because they didn't just go, oh, it'd be nice to go to the moon or go to Mars. That's not what Elon did. That was the dream. He's intentional in every step. Look, he hasn't gotten to Mars yet. But what he is doing, he's getting a little bit farther each time. A little bit farther each time. He's creating stuff to get there. You know, when you when you, when when I reading listening to this book on the creation of the iPhone, the Project Purple at Apple, almost every two days they had demos for over a year. Every two days, everybody was working on a project. There's you know part of the aspect of the software. It would be uploaded in the new demo, and they would test them all out every two days. And their goal was. Hey, make it a little bit better every day. Because you know, you're, by the way, there's no, they don't believe there's any such thing as a bug-free code. That's that's almost impossible in code because once someone introduces another product, it might not interact with it. So it, you're always squatching bugs. It's, I mean, anyone who, who gets, <laughs> I'm on a beta program with Apple, and I'm, I mean, we get five, six updates before you guys get an update. They're always squatching bugs. People go, oh, that's buggy. All software is buggy. They determine that um, having a product ready to go doesn't mean it's bug-free. You know, but uh, just listening to it, talking about how, you know, creating the keyboard for an iPhone was extremely difficult. But the gentleman came up with a plan, okay, is what he did. He came up with a plan for it. I'll give you his name. Ken Kosedinda. Uh, I don't know if that's right. But uh, he was one of the principal engineers on the iPhone uh, at Apple. And he talks about how um, he constantly, you know, he would hit roadblocks. But they were, like, he was also one of the uh, principal software engineers on on uh, Safari and Steve's mandate to them on Safari was this. I want our own web browser and it must be faster than every other web browser. That was his one goal. It must be faster. And so they actually designed a test. Every time they could fix a bug or, or add a feature, did it make it faster, neutral, or slower? And if it made it slower, they had to figure out how they could make it faster because their goal was to make it faster. When they released Safari the first time, it was three times faster than all the other browsers. Netscape and Mon uh, Microsoft Explorer was three times faster. By the way, it's one of the things that Safari always brags about. It's faster. Okay? The point being, folks, is that you achieve things by having some goals, by being intentional. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is it I need to do to grow? Okay, that's, I mean, ask him, Lord, what, what is my business need? And do some studying, do some figuring out, do some um, analysis of how you can make this work. I've done this for two months now. I have, uh, I have Jeremy uh, uh, Norris, one of my spiritual sons. He's a pastor with us. And me and him meet every week, and we progress every week. We're just advancing every week on the strategy. Some great things to learn about that. 
And 2022 is going to be a fantastic year for those who are intentional. Don't be passive. Be intentional. Set some goals. Make it happen. And watch what the Lord does in 2022 with you. And see if you don't have the most exciting year of your life. I hope you have a wonderful Merry Christmas and a glorious Happy New Year. And I'm not sure if I'll be doing one next week, but uh, we'll definitely be back at for Season 3 in January of the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Thank you for participating. As always, you can go to lewisdcn.com. If you want to give, go there, and there's a way to partner with us and support our ministry before the end of the year if you would like to do that. And you have a fabulous, fabulous time. I, I'm so excited uh, uh, for Christmas this year. I don't know what it is. Uh, we'll make an announcement probably. Um, I might do it. Um, yeah, I might do it um, this week. We'll see. Um, I'm really excited about some things for us in 2022. And I know God's got some great things for you as well. So I look forward to seeing. I love you. Pray for your family. Pray for each other. Pray for Kathy and I as we go forward into 2022. God has got a plan and we are executing it with him. And we are being intentional about receiving the blessing of God. God bless you. Bye-bye.